Hey there, what's going on? Welcome to the In Your Dreams podcast. I'm Michelle, and this is my podcast where I discuss anything and everything that happens during our midnight movies. It's been a while, I know, and it's weird because I haven't really remembered any of my dreams, which is strange for me. The past two weeks, I couldn't even recall any kind of detail, which is so strange because like I say on every episode with my guests, I usually can remember, if not the whole dream, at least a part of it. And I thought by traveling, I spent last weekend in Austin, that I would remember some dreams there and I plan to record a dream episode while in Austin. Um, But that led to a special new series that I'm going to start on this podcast called Living Your Dreams. There are too many special and cool events that happen in my life that actually happen while I'm awake and I want to share them because they should be talked about. I'm going to call this series Living Your Dreams. So this is the first part of the special series of Living Your Dreams and it involves Jameson, Anthony, and I talking about our third year volunteering at the ATX Television Festival. We're live. Hi. Hey. Hey. Here we are at the airport. Which airport? Uh, Austin Bergstrom International, I think it's. Austin International. Austin Airport. And we're waiting for our flight to Houston. And then to New York. Houston. Houston Street. Houston. Houston. Okay, so this is a special episode of In Your Dreams. It's called Living Your Dreams. And this weekend, we lived our dreams. What did we do? (laughs) We went to the ATX Television Festival in Austin, Texas. Well, that would make sense because we're in Austin, so... Well, yeah, that's true. Um, It's our third year going. It's a lot of fun every year. Yeah, we enjoy it. So much fun. Yeah. Um, So, like... Let's talk about our highs and lows. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Maybe not like it doesn't. Maybe have to be not highs, highs and, lows, and lows. No. Your highlights and like your low lights. There's no low lights. Like there weren't well, a lot Ant, of bad things. Like Ant messed up his face like an idiot. <laughs> Ant has some lows. Why don't you talk about your lows? Um. Well. All right. My my one low so far or during it was that I I was bending over um, while I was like inebriated. We were in our hotel room, thankfully. And I lost my balance, and I fell forward, and my hands didn't want to move. Let's, let's tell the real let's story. Roll back. Let's roll back. Okay, I personally cannot do a push-up, so I'm working on my push-ups. So in order to do no, that, push-up singular. Okay. <laughs> okay, I can't do a push-up. So Ant spots me. He holds me down. <laughs> In push-up, no, in push-up form, you like support me. With push-ups, at least. Right. Okay, so he supports me, so I can work on my form. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to help. All right. So we all decided to do push-ups. We had to do our push-ups the one night, and it was like 3 a.m. It was late. We and Ant lost his balance and rolled over me, and pretty much. I just my face scraped the floor, and my nose caught my, my nose. My yeah, my face caught you know my ball. <laughs> Broke my ball in my face. <laughs> and Let's talk like you could have put your hands out but chose not to. Why? 
<laughs> it's not that I chose not to put my hands out. My brain sent the signal to put my hands out, but it was delayed. No, because I'm just down <laughs> in my push-up, I, and I see you roll over me. And I'm like, what is he I doing? You, when you say when you say that the like the message was delayed, were you like already face-planted on the floor, and then all of a sudden your hands went out? I think that's when my like my body was just like, oh. Too late. Like if uh, it would be like a car crash, and then all of a sudden, like five minutes after it happened, the airbags went off. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So that, that was that was probably. I know I got like this like mangled looking. No, but and then and then wait, you get in the bed and you don't even know you're bleeding. <laughs> like Jam Jam's like, dude, you're bleeding, and you didn't want to even get out of the bed to wipe it off. Well, it's just gonna keep bleeding. So you're gonna bloody to up the, the sheets. I don't have to clean the sheets. Rude. James Scott, got nothing. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay, so that was my low. No, there's another low. Which one? The first day. What happened on the first day? Well, Jam Jam and I go to our morning meeting, and then we get a text that you clogged the toilet. <laughs> that wasn't even me. Nothing even, like, I went to the bathroom, and the toilet was already clogged. It was Jam Jam who clogged it. It wasn't Jam Jam. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been me, no. because uh, when we went back to the history, like, the we checked the roll... For who went to the bathroom, and Michelle went after me and successfully completed a bathroom visit by flushing the toilet, and it was not clogged. So it was you. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Whatever. I clogged the toilet, but you know what? But the for, no, but let's talk about the engineers. What you had work. to do? What happened? No. Okay. So I, I, there was no obviously no plunger in this hotel room. So then I had to make the, the phone call to the desk to tell them that... Can we talk about that? Like, you didn't tell us about that. How was that? Yeah, well, that like, what, what do you tell them? What I said was that I, I was just about to leave, um, but the toilet wouldn't flush. Uh, so I, what, do I have to wait for the person? And then they said, no, we'll send up an engineer. An That's, engineer. Yeah, a so. toilet engineer. Yeah. So that, they sent up the engineer, presumably, when I was gone, because they came, came back. And the toilet, the clog was good. But you know what? Okay, for a fancy hotel, they had a really weak flush. Who was they? Let's let's get it on record right now. Like, we haven't said where we stay. Okay. The Omni. Yeah, we stayed at the Omni. It was Downtown, because okay. there's two locations. Yes. yes, the downtown Omni. I mean, uh, you know, the bed was very comfortable, and it was centrally located to where we were, so that was good. How many stars would you give it um, before the toilet incident and then after? Three, both. So why did it not affect your decision? Oh, I don't know. Because you know, you go places and the toilets are different. So you just talk negatively about like the toilet flushing. Like, I would say that the SF, uh, the SF Continental, like the one where the the festival was, the flush was great. Great toilets there. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. toilets yeah. at SFA. Yeah, those toilets, yeah, I've used those toilets a few times in the previous years. That's the place to go to the bathroom if you got to go to the bathroom, for sure. And they have full, like, I don't know how the men's bathroom is, but the doors are full. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, like floor to ceiling, private, private bathroom you can't see in. Yep. Big fan of that. You could smell out, though. <laughs> So let's move away from yeah. toilets. Let's so. move away from toilets. Okay, so after the engineer came and fixed our toilet, we had no more clog problems. Well, I would flush like three times before I was done. It was like a phased flush. Like there was a first phase, a second phase, and then a third phase. 
So it was like, yeah, you know, you take precautions after a traumatic experience like right. that. Yeah. You don't want to make that phone call twice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be those guys. But okay, so let's move on. Let's get to you guys' like experiences. Like, the- okay. Um, I really don't really have any lows. I would say. Hmm. I would say my I my one low light I think is um just like the it was towards the end so it's not a big deal but the super eight like those accommodations were very like up and down where um like the room itself looked okay. It was obviously, like, fake okay, like, the bed wasn't as comfortable, like, all that. But then you turn the corner, and it looks like a, like, high school locker room bathroom. Like, it just looked very that, the, terrible. The, the bath bra- was gross. The shower pressure was terrible. Oh like, the knob barely worked correctly. Like, that was probably the lowest point in the trip for me. Agreed. Yeah, no, that shower was terrible. It was like a watering can was just washing over you. When you go on vacation, you want, like, and you're paying for a hotel, you want it to be better than your house, really, especially at this age. Like, maybe in 20 years, like, I'll have, like, a house that has the shower pressure I want, the bed I want, and all of these accommodations, (laughs) but... I mean, to be fair, I knew this was going to be a shitty hotel because we extended our stay, and I was just trying to find the cheapest option. So, for what I paid... I would no. say I got it. Not complaining. I got that would just be my low light, yeah. I think. And yeah. that's a pretty good, if that's the low. Yeah. I mean, you had to you had to see that coming, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and we used Fasten for the first time, that ride share. The ride share or, as the last cab driver called it, Fasten. Yeah, I know. Fasten. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, or just uh, not enunciating correctly. Yeah. Okay, so highs. Um... Well, you had a weird, you had an interesting um, shift schedule. schedule this year because you didn't really have a set schedule every day. You didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was just kind of bouncing around. I, that was that's that was a pretty good high. I liked it because like I can kind of be wherever I wanted to be or needed to be, uh, rather than just stand around. Like I wasn't just like collecting tickets or making sure the lines were okay. You know, like if I needed to move somewhere else where I could be more help, I was able to do that. So. Yeah. Did you have a favorite shift you worked? Um, I mean, the Friday Night Light shift was pretty sweet. I mean, it was it was terrible in its own right, but I got to see the field house and be on the field before, like, everyone else was there. Yeah, so there was a Friday Night Lights reunion on Panther Field. I'll be, um, I'll be the opposite of that. I think um, I had an okay time at the Friday Night Lights reunion. I think it was a great way to put it to bed, like, um, going to the field and everything. But, you know, the field was, like, kind of run down, and it was kind of, like really hot like bugs everywhere food trucks were running out of food where it was like if you were the hungry the food man, was though I mean the, fo- the food was though the food was good <laughs> it was good but like if you were getting hangry your options all of a sudden were dwindling it was kind of a bummer um, and they did run out of things early so I'll be the the negative Ned um, say that that was not a very like that was probably my least favorite event slash panel that I went to out of the entire festival um, the locker room was cool, though. The locker room was cool. I but know you said it smelled, which it, yes, it smelled very poor. <laughs> <laughs> to put it to yeah. put it politely. Yeah, well, I w- I think for me, I was very excited for this, and I think Anthony can agree because we just finished watching Friday Night Lights, so yes, we were late to that game. But to be able to end on a high note with that and yeah. experience that the Fieldhouse and cool. I didn't really have like, I guess like. 
I didn't have high hopes for that. Like, I thought it would be cool to be on the field, but I wasn't really expecting anything. No, I just was excited to be around that energy. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, which, um, which is like the high, I think, of the of the, the festival, festival itself. It's like just being around and seeing everyone again. You know, like the volunteers that come back, like our we have family. Like a, yeah, we have like a, like a close knit group of friends that are like very close now. It's nice. It's so nice. So it's fun seeing them, and like you run into them so often because it's such an intimate festival. So yeah, I would agree. Like I really just love reconnecting with, and the, like the bond you form over this weekend because you have these four days where you're just in close corners and you have to work together as a yeah. team Unless that you, you guys really you guys and like doing your social media yeah but we're still working as a team yeah so jam jam and i were on the special assignment part you know part of the social media team which was nice it you know but it caused me to talk less to other people at times uh, you were talking to more people than right. I mean, we were tweeting to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it's it felt great. It felt like a new way to connect with people that are stars and writers and producers and um, creators at the festival. Yeah. If like the goal was to get retweets, um, overall the whole team was successful. And for me, like Dennis Leary retweeted one of my tweets about his panel. Like Michael Chiklis retweeted about the Shield panel, and he wasn't even there. Um, so that was pretty cool, and it was almost like they don't know who I am, but yeah. I know that I created something, and they're yes. like, oh, cool. And that's like a little like fan geek moment for me, and it's, it's like a nice, easy, convenient way for both parties to have an interaction. Yeah. It's true, yeah, and one of my, I worked the Superstore panel, and one of my tweets got retweeted by Superstore, you know, the show hashtag, and then the hashtag was trending. So that was pretty cool because I was one of the top tweets in that. And it was also kind of neat working social media because no one really knew what we were doing. We were kind of sneaky and we'd be in the crowd just tweeting away, tweeting away and, you know, kind of hidden. There there was that cool aspect of it. Like, um, I would see people next to me following the Twitter feeds and they had no idea that, like, some of that content was coming from the person next to them. Yeah. Um, And that's, like, an interesting way to look at, like, all like like big social media feeds like our official accounts and things is like you don't really think about where that content even comes from and it just the only even like hint of where it was coming from was the angle of the pictures and yeah so it was almost like and i generally took those last and then almost would post them when i wasn't even there anymore so i was like a social media ghost yeah what was let's go over um favorite panel um I really liked the panel. Um, the Westerns was really good. Like, and the more I think about that Westerns one, like, it stuck like, I want to see the shows. Like, I want to watch Justified. I never watched it. Um, I want to see Hell on Wheels. And, like, there's a new show. I can't remember the name of it. It's coming out on HBO Westworld, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, maybe you can look it up before you post this and maybe do, like, a little correction on it. <laughs> Um, but uh, it looks really interesting. It's like a mashup of like uh, Western and then it's like a, a space, uh, you know, like a sci fi type. That's cool. Thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, I knew going into this that I was going to love the OC creatives and script reading. That was a given. And I was really excited for that this year. And that it provided the excitement I wanted. It was really cool, but I think I really loved the first-timer showrunner. Mm. 
and uh, panel. It's really interesting to hear all their perspectives. Jam Jam? Um, what favorite panel you want? Favorite, favorite just another highlight. Um, favorite panel is probably it's so hard not for it like for it to not be Rescue Me Reunion because that was what I was most excited about and they got a ton of the actual cast to come out for what was really a large cast. Um, and I'd say the Shield writers room was a little better. Um, some of the war stories they had of like filming that I had no idea that they I knew they filmed on location but I had no idea that they filmed on location in like some of the worst parts of Los Angeles to really capture wow. that show's essence. And there was like one story particularly um, that one of the writers, I think Chick McGee was who it was, um, he talks about the fact that one of the extras actually turned a trick in the background of two scenes where they're watching the video and they see this extra with like, you know, high heel boots and just the leather and everything lean up to a car, lean over, get in the car, and then 20 minutes later get dropped off in the background. Um, and there was one where, uh, you know, they they had uh, been recommended to shut down set and they're filming at night a lot of times where it's just crazy to think that you're kind of filming almost in like, you know, a war zone. This is the late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. And for that, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and you guys both got barbecue. Is this the first time we've gotten barbecue in Austin? Um, that type of barbecue. Like yeah. real barbecue. Like, not just, like, barbecue sandwich at, like, a spot that that's not the main event. Like, Cooper's is, like, authentic. Like, you get it on, a like, just a slab, like, a plate. Like, yeah. Um, and that was an interesting setup. I'd never witnessed that before. Usually it was just, like, chopped already and you just get a sandwich. But, yeah, I had more than a half pound of brisket and it was delicious, but now... Um, it's probably going to be in my stomach for like a month. <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, had a baked potato, yeah. a plate of pickles, and mac and cheese. Yeah. That's how a uh, pescatarian does barbecue. Yeah. And I got the pork loin. Um, it was good. It was very tasty. Like, it had a good flavor and everything. You know, for all my talk about wanting to get, a, a, like, a breakfast taco, I never got a breakfast taco. What? I had two. Yeah, I never got one. I didn't get a breakfast taco either. To me, I, I'm a very simple breakfast person, though. I respect good breakfast. No, I usually am, too. I'm usually just, like, give me, like, a pastry, like, a muffin, or give me, like, cereal, or even just a fruit salad, and that's all I need. I think I ate more for breakfast because I didn't know when I would have breaks, so I forced that. But usually I'm just a banana and coffee girl, and that's it. And then some almonds later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What was your favorite night that, night that, that we, we went out? That we saw the Westin. That was my f- Actually, can I, I want to go back to the hotel for a minute because I think that was one of the biggest highlights. I'd love to go back to the hotel. Yeah. I really enjoyed staying there. Yeah. So, one of the biggest highlights to me was like, you know, just it had a great view of the Westin. Yeah. The Westin just, it, it glistens in the sun. It's a. It's a magnificent thing to look at. If you go to Austin, just just look at the Westin. It's like it's like a guiding star. Yeah. So. So we can get back to. Uh... <laughs> no, actually, before we should mention that while we were in Austin for the festival, there was also the Rot Rally. Oh, God. The oh, bikers. Yeah, that's a low light. The bikers yeah, yeah, came yeah. to town. Could never yeah, have a conversation because you'd have to pause 
every three minutes because there would just be like eight bikes going by like mum, 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 mum. <laughs> so loud wait hold on can you just give us that sound again dead on accurate exactly what it sounded like uh, but yeah let's like let's we had some good dialogue about theories as to why bikers do like rev their engines the way they do like um, there would be 20 or so at a light and all of a sudden it would be like one person would rev their engine and it's as if the rest of them were like oh man I forgot about that that's a great idea and then it just would turn into this big thing and we also you know do you ever think maybe these guys like they rev their engine and they're like oh man that was like the best this engine has ever sounded wish I could have recorded that so I could listen back later um, things like that they, they were really proud of revving their engine clearly they really wanted to just let it purr and it was very difficult to hear yourself think. Yeah. And like, and you you also had said, you know, like maybe it's like a language. Like maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. The, the way they communicate? Yeah, maybe yeah. they, like, you know, it's like that somebody hears it out in the distance, like a dog barking. And then they're just like, oh, what's going on? And then they rev, rev back. <laughs> like a signal fire, kind of. Like, when you hear me rev, you rev. I would say it's on par with, like, in terms of annoying as like two dogs barking off into the distance oh, absolutely not, yeah it's not worse and I mean that I'm a dog lover but it is very annoying when like your dog just is outside barking into the abyss at like some other dog that's barking yeah 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 it was, it was good though uh, well, I think it was an interesting dynamic though this is the first year those two have lined up together the two years we've done it it was with the X Games and to be honest, like, the X Games didn't really bring anything different to the table. Like, there were just more people downtown, which is great, but um, I didn't encounter one person that was involved in the X Games. I didn't have one conversation with anybody like no. that, so... And it was a lot more quiet. Yeah, which, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Although, the the bikes, like, there were so many bikes. I mean, they closed off 6th Street, and then, like, and it was just bikes after bike after bike. You couldn't walk down the street, even. And then, the next morning, there was just, like, no bikes and how did they get out of town? How did they clear so out quiet. so quietly? I was, I was out and about by like 9 in the morning. Sunday, right? This is Sunday. Sunday. They were all gone. They were That's gone. right. We, we woke up early and that was weird. You didn't hear anything. Like It was a ghost town. It felt very eerie on Sunday um, because so much had happened and then our festival came to an end. Rot was over. Um, but I just want to say, like, I wish that the X Games would consider taking over 6th Street, like, maybe where all the bikes were parked, like, there can just be, like, BMX bikes and skateboards, so cool. and just, like, maybe, I know there was, like, basically a bike parade at some point, there was a little, like, bike lane in the yeah. middle of 6th Street during the day, that was one way, let's get that going with skateboards, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, my guess. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be every, something. Every time, instead of revving your engine, you can just do a kickflip. We um, well, the first night we went to a bar and we played shuffleboard. Yeah, shuffleboard. I think we played shuffleboard. Yeah. I don't. We never really. We just came up with rules that worked. Um, yeah. Here's to hoping. And if anyone's listening that knows how to play shuffleboard for sure, maybe you can take us a school for a minute. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. But that bar was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah. we played some pool, which was probably the longest game of pool I've ever played. Oh, and don't forget, um, that, that bar was cool, and Handlebar was definitely awesome. Yeah. Um, that Seesaw video will probably be the best video anyone ever takes of me and Ant, if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah 
Um, can't imagine a better video. No. If you're if you're interested in what we're speaking of, we're not going to describe it any further. But you can check it out on Instagram or. If this gets up magically before 24 hours past Snapchat or Facebook yeah. or Twitter, there were there you know that's definitely I say I would say the best video, but there were a lot of good ones. Yeah, the uh, the belly one was good. Um, the pillow fight was exclusive to Snapchat. That was pretty good. Um, the when we decided to put slow mo into action, I'm sure Michelle's gonna post some of the. Well, she did post those to Instagram. Yeah. Um, jumping onto the bed and then. Yeah. Um, it was very comical and to watch any... Matt raise the roof to slow-mo of um, I Have a Tiger. And then... <laughs> Me doing, trying Michelle to do a push-up. trying up. to do a push-up as the rising up yeah, out in the streets yeah. line is playing. Yeah. And she is having a very hard time rising up and yeah. fails to do so. Yeah. But see, that's a, that's a good way to put into context how I, how I fell, like what I you know, was doing. Well, no, you still didn't put your hands out. Well, no, but I'm saying, but that's what I was doing. Like, if you're curious, like, about the situation in which I was... The delayed reaction just... Ant's hands just went up. They just (laughs) reacted to his face hitting the surf. It was really weird to look at. (laughs) I don't know why it happened, but yeah, the synapses just finally, you know, clicked. They finally got together. Uh, Um, what's What's the best food that you had all trip? Like... There was the barbecue we discussed, which was pretty good, um, but what's the best? You know, I feel like I really didn't eat anything that was... Like, during the day, I really didn't eat much except for, like, kind bars, because that's all you get at at the festival is kind bars and pop chips. But the fish tacos, actually, at the bar we went to, was that Corner? Corner? Yeah, that was Corner. Corner was really good. And I would say I could maybe, instead of best food for me, uh, talk about the beer. Because I had, like, a lot of good beer, except... I don't remember specific names. The one I had at Handlebar, Blonde, it was oh, a Blonde had, Ale. You had Dallas Blonde. It was, um, forget the name of it. You keep talking and okay. I'm going to find out. And that, that was really good. And then I also had Live Oak. Yeah, Live Oak Hefeweizen. That was, that was a big really one good. They, they really nailed that one. Yeah. I believe they're local to Austin. And I also had um, Pearl Snap, which I... <laughs> There's also a video of that, me snapping and then the waiters behind me. And that was exclusive to Snapchat, right? That was yeah, exclusive that's, that's to Snapchat. That's probably gone that's already. Gone. Sorry. Sorry. If anyone guys. saw that, I hope you enjoyed that because I was in slow-mo. But yeah, definitely more beer for me. Oh, and also I should say that cider I had. Was that... Sh- Austin East Ciders. Um, they do a great job. And they're in New York, so oh, New cool. York listeners can that up. Yeah, that was really good. But besides that, no... Nothing crazy with the food. What about you, Ant? Besides barbecue. Uh, oh wait, wait, no, 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 no. Let me back up. Okay. At Friday Night Lights tailgate, I had boomerangs. I believe that was the name of the food truck. Uh, I'll have yes, to edit that. The, the pot pie, like this Aussie pie, yeah. which was like Thai curry. It was uh, vegan. It was oh, yeah. awesome. That that grilled cheese that I had was really good. It was a grilled cheese truck. Um, I forget the name of the grilled yeah. cheese truck, unfortunately, but that was a really good one. Um, they had some interesting options. I actually had a couple good grilled cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At Blue Royal. Royal. Blue, Royal yeah, Blue. Royal Blue had some good stuff too. And they, they um, overall, like I got my postcards there. I really like that. I wish yeah, that we had Royal Blues in New York. I know yeah. they're an awesome spot. I had. And, um, uh, well, me and Jam Jam got a Peruvian food truck. Yeah, that was that was pretty Peruvian solid. I, the the meat was very tender. Um, like, every, all the vegetables on the sandwich that I got were grilled to perfection. 
Um, I think you said the rice was pretty good, right? Yeah, I got, it was like a fried rice type of dish, and it was very good. And the fries that they had were steak fries, which went really well with the Hero Bread. We kind of talked about fries last night, so um, that's a good one for Walita. Like, that was a good example, I think, of the fries matching the sandwich. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then I, like... I mean, I had, like, a few different beers, but I think my staple was the 512 IPA at the SFA uh, uh, hotel bar. Is that a local beer? 512 is the area code, I'm told. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> my bad. What about you, Jam Jam? Um, I had a lot of great beer. I think beer has changed even in, the, like, the between last year and this year. It seems like it's a lot more accessible to get more options. I remember... Two years ago, it was like if you wanted something local, it was Shiner or Lone Star um, at most places. Um, Last night, I had this beer called Stash IPA that was pretty good. Uh, They're local to Austin, and it was just like this really, it was described as dank on the bottle, and it definitely was dank. Um, That was at the Jackalope. Blood and Honey by Revolver was the one we had, uh, well, I had at Corner. That was really good. Do you guys remember what we drank at Eureka? I really like that red, that raspberry ale I had. Oh, you had um, Rubeus by Founders, but it was Nitro. That um, was so good. Yeah, that's so you good. You can get that in New York. Yeah. Maybe not Nitro, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that that was like a Live Oak, Half of Ice, was a go to for me just because it wasn't that it was like a the best beer I've ever had by any means but they did a really good job with that and it really paired to the weather like there's yeah. nothing more refreshing than a really good Hefeweizen or just wheat beer um, and when it's like 95 degrees and you're sweating out the alcohol faster and you're drinking it in <laughs> but honestly it wasn't it wasn't that bad the weather I feel like in past years I everyone definitely sweat more. Bad, though. Everyone was saying that this was like July or August weather. I, um, but I think that the difference for me and you at least specifically is that we were we were inside and didn't have any extended period of time where we had to stand outside. True. Um, and we didn't really walk any long distances as a group either. Like the first year, you remember, we walked like 20 minutes to Whole Foods thinking we would be great. And then like by the time we got there, we were like done. Like Trenched. we were, yeah, we felt disgusting. We... There was no coming back from that. It was one of the worst mistakes I've ever made. <laughs> we were such noobs. Yeah, noobs to Austin. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like each year I, I just enjoy this trip, like, more and more. Uh, I look forward to it every year, so I look forward to coming back. We're living our dreams. Living our dreams. And I will say um, the highlight for me... I don't really know. I didn't know who Eric uh, Mabius was, but I apparently smelled like laundry last night. Um, my shirt did, at least. Cause Aren't when you mean on gave, Saturday night? Yes, yes Saturday, sorry. Um, and he gave everybody a hug, and when he gave me a hug, he was like, how do you do that? Um, and I wish that I could have played it off cooler, acting like I had some secret, and I don't. And I still have no way of playing it off. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I also have an Eric Vibius story. Um, he came over to me with our friend Stephanie, and Stephanie wanted a photo. And he goes, Michelle, I love your entire look. It is working for you, and you would fit right in in Boston. And I, I looked at him, and I'm like, how do you know my name? Who are you? I literally said that. Did you have your badge on? No. 
And I think Stephanie told him my name, like, Michelle's going to take your picture, but it threw me off guard. And then I realized, because he was there for Ugly Betty reunion, but then I realized he was the dean in the OC that Taylor Townsend made out with. And I was like, oh, mind blown. Did you have an Eric Mabius encounter? No, I mean, I saw him when you guys were talking to him, but I think around that time, too, we had the guy who was excited about being in the Driscoll, but we weren't in the Driscoll. You know what? No, the best thing about SFA, this, this Stephen F. Uh, Austin. Austin, yeah. No, in con- was it in, what's the full name of it? Like Continental, it's whatever. Not, okay. Yeah, Is at a certain time, it just becomes kind of like a shit show. <laughs> and people just chill and hang out and weird encounters and strange things happen, but it's all good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. this random character did appear yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, he was, all of a sudden he was there and he was just like, I'm just so excited to be here at the Driscoll. And then, like, he's like, I want to do a high kick. And he just, like, he just, like, as starts... He's yeah, as he's, uh, as he's unbuttoning his shirt. And, and he, he just, thrusted himself. Yeah, and he was, like, thrusting. It was weird. And then, uh, you know, like, we were just was, like, well... He was taking Keep Austin weird a little too literally. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh... He was definitely weird. Um, but, you know, we pointed him in the right direction. And he, once he realized his mistake, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't embarrassed by it. He just he took it in stride. And, and went he went on his merry way. And he went, and he presumably went to the Driscoll, I hope. I'm sure five minutes after you told him where he was, he still thought he was at the Driscoll. It's possible. I didn't follow up with him. I, I didn't keep correspondence with, with this man. Kind of wish I did. Didn't. Yeah. Did we, um... Any fun new friends encounters? I have to say I was happy to see this kid I met last year on the last night, Sean. Oh, yeah, Sean, yeah. The editor who used to work for Impractical Jokers and ran into him again. And that was really cool to see him. Um, I don't think I have any new friends. I probably have less friends. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to... Yeah, like, I didn't really make, like... I wouldn't call them friends. I mean, more acquaintances, and then we'll see what happens next year. You know, like, when you see them again, you you kind of already... You'll already, like, talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, there's that. We'll okay. see. I guess we'll you're, see. You're, who's your favorite panelist out of all of the panelists? Like, who kept it real the most for you? Who, like, did you identify the most with? For me, um, the showrunner of Unreal, Sarah Gertrude, Gertrude Shapiro... She was just so awesome, and I really enjoyed her. <laughs> snap, snap. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, it's not that I identified with him, but, like, I was, I was really impressed with, like, David Simon. Um, it was, uh, he did um, The Wire. Like, and he, like, he was just very, like, intelligent. He was, from, he was from Baltimore, so, like, he really, like, he, you know, he was, he's, it was just clear that he was, like, passionate about being there. And he actually... He, I didn't know he was, um, he never really intended to get involved in TV. And then even when he was involved in TV, he always just assumed he would go back to journalism. And because he worked for like a newspaper, he had like a standing like offer to just keep going back to this newspaper. But he just ended up like creating television. And I feel like, like how many people have that like ability to just hop between like Mm. TV or like a newspaper journalist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. People are dying to get into TV and, like... Tr- I would say that's very similar to how I hop in between journalism and Whole Foods Market. <laughs> um, were you done? Yes. Okay, good. 
Um, I would say there's a couple panelists that I really appreciated being there, like brought some really fun things to the table. I thought Ben Feldman's energy was really good. I was really happy that he came and hopefully they can work him into the festival or he can come back next year. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Clayne Crawford, who is the lead on Fox's upcoming show, Lethal Weapon, which is just a TV remake of the movie. Did they say when that premieres? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure it's soon. Okay. Um, fall 2016, <laughs> uh, according, to, according to Ant's bag. Um, but I thought that uh, he was really genuine and like, I, I like when a panelist comes to the panel and just says whatever they want and doesn't care um, what the ramifications are. I think there's less and less real on TV um, or in that community. And it's the same for news, it's the same for journalism. Even though we're becoming more accepting of just like how things are in terms of reality, we don't need to sugarcoat it or like not curse or not drink in public, like not be seen with alcohol if you're a celebrity. That's kind of changing a little bit, but he was just kind of like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Um, he completely threw CBS under the bus and he will never work for a CBS show. Um, he said that he doesn't watch anything on CBS because he's not 70. Um, wow. And he talked to him, he had a really great story where he almost, he was ready to quit TV and just go back to Alabama and like work on a farm with his family. Uh, so it's pretty cool to hear that. And he really wanted to say no to this show and they made him say no to Peter Roth's face and he couldn't, so he's on the show. Pretty cool. Um, and. Dennis Leary is always well, a favorite, yeah. and like that's a, he's the like same. He's also very raw. It, yeah, no, he was complete, and he like he shot all over Chicago Fire. Like uh, he had a couple really good stories, and it was interesting to hear just how much of Rescue Me was based off of like his friends or family's like experiences or his own experiences. Uh, just a lot of the scenes that he was talking about were inspired, where he almost it sounded like was just hearing a story and then was like hold on and just started taking notes. So that was cool too. I'd say those two were probably like it's a toss up between. I really didn't expect, I didn't know who Clint Crawford was before the panel, uh, before the festival. So I'd maybe even give the the edge to him. Nice. Yeah. No. It's always cool because you're always going to learn something new here or be on you know yeah. be unexpected uh, surprise. You know. Yeah. You find out thing. You find out things and like rumors that are kind of long standing. We were talking about this last night, like rumors of how things happened on shows, like people, you know, getting the job or losing the job. They kind of, they can, you know, be dispelled and, and you know, the actual stories come out and they're like, wow, that's not how it happened. Here's yeah. exactly how it happened. So you find out that kind of stuff and it's, and it's cool. Like, you just, it's different. Like, I mean, you can always read about that stuff, like after these things happen or you could like watch a video, but it's different like being there like when that kind of like when news like that kind of breaks and yeah. you know like it's cool yeah yeah cool any last words I already miss Austin and I haven't left yet same here I, I can say I'm very proud to be a part of this festival and to be a volunteer yeah I hold it very close to my heart yes me too I like it okay see ya bye Bye-bye.